Howdy! Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. Today we are playing Come Home, a three-player TTRPG by Kiana Shaw. You can get it on, uh, I literally just had it open. I do this every goddamn time. Uh, kienas.itch.io forward slash come home. Kiana spelled K-I-E-N-N-A-S. Oh, I spelled it right in my head. Nice. My name is Izzy. You can find me on Twitter at the Sean Deer. I use sincere pronouns. Uh, hi. I'm getting over a cold, if you can't tell. With me today is Dirk. Hello, I am Dirk. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me at pf underscore diva on Twitter. You can also find me at Hope's Hearth Pod. You cannot find me at HS Enclave because I'm never on that one, but it does exist. You can also find me on Tumblr and Archive of Our Own at PF Diva. You can find me on Tumblr at Lots of Deer. It's fine. <laughs> and Will. Hi, I'm Will. I use AM pronouns. They work like they, them, but singular and without the TH. You can theoretically find me on Twitter at same NB hat. That's same E-N-B-Y hat. Uh, but I'm probably going to be vacating that soon. Yeah, Twitter is kind of a fuck zone. Also, like, being on Twitter just makes me depressed. Yeah, there there is also that. Like, I don't want to know these things. Mm. Like, I just learned that the Moulin Rouge was turned into an Airbnb. I didn't want to know that. You didn't have to tell Ooh. me that. But you did, Twitter! You did! I'm sorry. So. We're playing Come Home. Yes, and there is a blurb right at the top before the description of the game, which is, I just want to go home, said the astronaut. So come home, said ground control. So come home, said the voice from the stars, which is a tweet from Johnny Sun in 2014. <laughs> so. An astronaut takes their last few breaths in space and their soul calls for home. Ground control answers, and so do the stars. Together you will tell the journey of an astronaut, discover the memories they made, explore the places they might have called home, and decide where they finally rest. This is going to be a good game. Uh, the document has some safety tools. We've already obviously gone through that. Um... And we have to create the astronaut now. All players should answer the following questions. What is your name? And what are you called? Why were you traveling alone in space? Why do you want to return to your home planet? Why do you want to stay adrift? So, 
What is our name slash what are you called? This is also open discussion for, uh, where are we? (laughs) (sighs) The game is technically set up to be played as like an astronaut and the ground control is on Earth, but this is Hope's Hearth. Yeah. I think we're, um, outside the hacking, the evil place. The mandate. Thank you. So, like, the capital planet for the mandate? No, no, we're outside of the mandate. Oh, 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 okay, we're, like, on Outer Rim kind of territory vibes. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. Uh, Mm Hmm? Oh, sorry, uh, I was gonna suggest there was, um... A meteor that Izzy, August, and I played on when we did Ocean Tides. Um, It wasn't Hope's Hearth, and it wasn't the Mandate either. It was, like, just sort of like a space station and a trading hub, that sort of thing. Is a meteor Mm going to have all of the ecosystems that we picked for Earth pictures? It will not. No. Mm. This could be whatever planet uh, we did uh, Candide on. That was my next thought. Because we never named that planet. (laughs) We sure fucking haven't. I mean, it's also assumedly the same planet that the, the Echo game was on. Sorry, no, I meant the... Alongside our Divine. There we go. Right. Whatever planet alongside our divine is on. Oh. Which was, the way that we talked about it, kind of similar to Earth, just with some really weird things like giant mushrooms. And the giant uh, mushrooms rainbow are waterfall. Good. Yeah, and Giant mushrooms waterfall. are great. They are. So, like, it uh, could be that planet. What if that planet is called Harvest's Rest? I like it. I like it. Very nice. Somebody put it in the document so we don't fucking forget. I'm putting it in. Alright, so that's where we're from. So that's that's ground control. The dumb shit urge to name the astronaut Major Tom. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> but oh Absolutely boy. not. Ground control to it's Major Tom. It's a fine Tom. name. <laughs> I refuse. Major Tom is a perfectly fine name, but also, I refuse. I don't get it, but that's okay. It's a song. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah? Um, I like the name Tom, but not a major. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Toma? I've got the name Gabriel in my head. Maybe it's more like a title, Gabardine. How about Gabardine Tom or Tom Gabardine? Sounds good to me. I like Tom Gabardine. Alrighty. Okay, so that is our name slash what we're called. Well, what part of it are we called? Are we called Tom? Or are we called Gabardine or are we called Gabby? I bet it varies. I bet it does. 
Or there could be a name that the astronaut prefers, like a nickname that people call them. Ooh. Tab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it in. <laughs> Was that Gab or Tab? Tab. Tab, tab. like the soda. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why pronouns? Was, hmm? I was about to ask why was Tab traveling alone in space, but we should nail down the pronouns problem. Yeah, what pronouns does Tab use? Mine. Oh. <laughs> yes. What? We haven't. We haven't used am yet, so we should. Oh, okay. Alrighty. We have used AM on a couple of other games, but I don't think we've actually used them in a game with you specifically, Will. <laughs> so yes, it is time to use your pronouns. All right. Gender euphoria is stored in the pronouns. It's true. All right, Sometimes so it's stored in the swishy skirts. Also Sometimes. that, yes. Yes. Mm. All right. So why were you traveling alone in space? Could it be like Tab was actually traveling in space? Like, going from point A to point B? Okay. Or, like, A well, is from? Well, there's the uh, implication that, like, Tab has left the same place ground control is at. Well, then you could be coming back. Right. Hmm. Like, A could be coming back from, like, a trip or something. Or coming home for vacation. Coming home because, uh, A is done with whatever job. Maybe it was a supply run. Okay. Right. Getting things that can't be, um, grown or mined on, on planet. Or delivering them. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I was thinking, like, maybe Tab was delivering something to Hope's Hearth. And it doesn't have to be Hope's Hearth, but... I bet there's a lot of trade. Yeah, yeah so, there's yeah. definitely a lot of trade. So it could be, like, a small, like, trade ship, basically, that maybe does, like, small orders mm -hmm. for people. Gets, like, a whole bunch of them in and then, like, goes to whatever, like planets and then comes back now we should think about why do you want to return to your home planet i mean i obviously coming back from you know delivery stuff that's why like part of it i think uh does tab have a family i feel like tab has at least uh all friends mm-hmm I mean, besides, like, getting paid, obviously, for yeah, for stuff. Like, because, you know, coming back, it's like, ah, I will get paid. Uh, but also being in space, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that's actually the reason that uh, A wants to stay adrift, but, you know. Putting it in there anyway. Oh, my God. Um, I feel like there's also... Um, The good, good sensory inputs of the home planet. 
Mm-hmm. Like the smells and the textures. It's familiar and, and it's comforting. Mm-hmm. Like the home planet is home. Mm-hmm. In some sense of the word. But I think to segue into why do you want to stay adrift, space is also a home. Tab spends a lot of time in space. And space is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And interesting. There's so much mm-hmm. that happens in space. Not even just, like, the people. Like, yes, there is endless nothing. But, like, in that endless nothing, there's always something happening. Now, <laughs> we'll admit, drifting in space outside of the spacecraft, taking your last breaths, not fun. But, you know, it shit happens. Yeah. Are we sure they're outside of this ship, though? They could be in the ship, and it could be maybe something broke, something hit them. Mm-hmm. Something happened, and our, our poor astronaut is dying. <laughs> yeah. What if it's one of those things where, like, there's, like, some sort of slow leak? of oxygen or maybe like the carbon dioxide is not being filtered out properly and like if they uh you know had guidance and you know pushed through it hard enough they could do things but also it's very tiring so there's the urge to just not there's the urge to go to sleep yeah yeah I like the idea that it's, like, carbon, uh... Dioxide poisoning. Yeah. Awesome. Alright, and then the next thing, which we did before we started recording, which was create a compiled database of images from the astronaut's life for ground control and the stars to pull from. So we had to find ten images of Earth, essentially, and ten images of space. (laughs) We've got some good ones in here. Uh... We'll have to, like, yeet them up onto, like, the Twitter and the Tumblr when this game comes out. Mm-hmm. So, gameplay. The game is played in six rounds. We decide who takes each role first. So, who wants to be the astronaut? I'll be the astronaut first. Dirk, do you want to be ground control or the stars? I want to be the stars. <laughs> then that makes me ground control. At the start of each round, the astronaut opens with, I just want to go home. Ground control then takes their turn, followed by the stars. At the end of each round, the astronaut chooses which of the presented homes they are more drawn to. They note it down privately to be tallied up at the end of the game. Before the next round, the rules are passed in a circle. The astronaut becomes ground control, ground control becomes the stars, the stars become the astronaut. Play resumes again and repeats until the end of the sixth round. So, the astronaut's agenda is to remember the internal pull between Earth and space, find peace in what home is, and go with your heart's instinct. And you have questions that you have to ask on ground control or the star's turn. Like, you can ask questions, add to whatever scene we're making, uh, and when you're at a loss, you can refer back to the images or your agenda. For ground control, our agenda is to bring the astronaut back to Earth, 
remind the astronaut of what they left behind and what they hope to return to, and pull on feelings of nostalgia, comfort, and safety. Our turn is we have to open with So Come Home. Choose one of the images in the astronaut's database that speaks to a memory on Earth, and we, you know, share it with everyone. So we're basically just going to be like this image. And we have to build a scene based on that image, asking the astronaut questions to build and play out the scene. Such as, what do you miss about this place? Who is someone important to you here? What did you learn here that you still remember? Uh, and you answer any questions the astronaut has, and again, when you're at a loss, refer back to the image or your agenda. The star's agenda is to keep the astronaut in space, remind them of what they looked forward to and what they discovered on their journey, and pull on their excitement, wonder, and anticipation. The uh, stars also start with So Come Home, and basically doing the same thing that ground control does, but about space. Well, and also then, the um, spa- uh, the stars' questions are different. Like, what's something new you discovered here? What these, are, you- these are suggested questions. They're not actually questions we have to ask. Well, yeah, but they're different and important. That's fair. Uh, And then after we do six rounds, we do an ending, and we'll get to that when we get there. So, our first scene. I want to go home. So come home. The first image I'm going to pull from is... This image of what I'm assuming is a redwood. It's a picture of a forest. There's a large tree in the foreground. There's underbrush, and the sun is behind the tree, making the landscape around it look gold-tinted. For our audience, it's very pretty. (laughs) So... There's this time in your life tab where you were in this forest. Why were you here? Why were you in this forest? I was there to visit a distant relative who was passing away. And lived in the forest. Was that relative important to you? Yes. What was their relationship to you? They were a teacher to me. And showed me lots of um, knots. And other practical little skills like whittling and how to put your tarp up when you're camping and other things that you don't learn in school. Mm-hmm. What is something that you did with them that sticks out the most in your memory? Fishing. We went fishing once 
um, in the stream by the family homestead and caught something I didn't recognize, which turned out to be um, a ground, uh, a uh, bottom dwelling fish that we I'd thrown my lure in too deep and caught the bottom dweller instead of the carp I was aiming for. And I remember my relative identifying the fish and saying it wasn't edible and we threw it back in. And I remember how gentle my relative was with this bottom-dwelling fish. What do you remember most about the day you visited, that last day? The sun was shining through the, the leaves, and it kept making patterns on my relative's face. Uh, patterns of light and shadow that almost hid the way they looked um, extremely frail. Did they say anything to you? They told me they loved me, and they were glad I'd come. Did you say anything to them? I told them I loved them too, and that I wished I'd had a better reason to come. I'm trying to figure out what else to do. <laughs> the way this is set up is like it's supposed to play out like a scene, but I'm also really enjoying just doing a question and answer with this. Hey, mm -hmm. go with it. Yeah. And do you have any more questions or do you think that's seen? I think I want to ask, was there anybody else there or was it just you and your relative? There was a time when it was just me and my relative, but my mom was also there for some of it. Um, she was taking a break from her work as a doctor and very carefully didn't take any of my relatives' vitals just so that she wouldn't be there as a doctor. Mm -hmm. I want to know, if, do, does, does Tab have any questions for ground control here? Tab... Tab wants to know, are the Redwoods still standing? They are, but there's less of them than there were. There's less of them than there were when your relative died. But they're still there. Um, and I think that wherever your relative's house was is probably still there. And that you probably inherited it. But 
Have you been back there since? Clean it out. And sell it. Mm -hmm. I don't have any more questions now. Yeah, I think that's seen. Alrighty. So come home. The image I'm pulling on is the very last image. Uh, for the listeners, I think it's some kind of nebula. It's but it's two uh, quasars in the same galaxy. Nice. I'm the one it's... who pulled the space images, so I vaguely remember what they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, this particular one is a lot of blues and purples with the two quasars uh, in the middle very bright. It almost looks like some sort of giant bird. It's really cool. Uh, but I'm going to say uh, there was a time you were out in space and you saw a distant explosion and not like something was blowing up but more like lights you, you know how like light takes forever to travel uh for whatever reason something had happened really fast millions of years ago and uh, you happen to be looking at just the right place at just the right point in time to see it unfolding as the light finally reached where you were and uh When you saw that light, what did it make you think of? Something being born. It made me think of something new starting. Like a, a, a nursery nebula. Or, um... the heart uh, the the way a, a star going nova makes um all the dense elements that form planets that form life it made me think about the um explosive nature of life's origins and did you think this particular unfolding was happening closer to you? Did it scare you? At first. And then I realized I wasn't experiencing much of a shockwave. And calmed down and got to appreciate it as the beautiful and incredible thing that was happening. How long did you watch it for? Hours. I didn't keep track. Until I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, was there anybody else around to talk to you either on the ship or on the radio there was someone on the radio um canny willa a uh big ship pilot 
who mostly transports um, large cargoes of frozen embryos for, well, not human embryos, like horse embryos, for starting uh, new colonies and things like that. Uh, Canny Willa was on the radio, and she said she cussed, <laughs> and and then she said, "Wow, that sure is something." <laughs> and I said, "Wow," and we kept the radio open for a while, but we didn't say anything else. How did it make you feel to share that moment with her? Joyful. At peace. How long were you able to see it once you began traveling again? Days. But only a couple days. I moved, um out of the area faster than the light could. If you were going to show it to anybody, who would you want to see it? My brother, who um, has vertigo issues and can't be in space. I always want to show him the cool things in space. So I take pictures, even though they aren't as good. I forgot to take a picture this time. Hmm. I think that's the end. Yeah. So you privately mark down uh, oh, where you're tugged. <laughs> have to decide. <laughs> you do, in fact, have to decide. And we are playing dirty. <laughs> I think we're supposed to, is the thing. Yep. Let me figure out, let me find a piece of paper so that I can also do this. Yep. <laughs> Astronaut becomes ground control. Ground control becomes the stars. The stars become the astronaut. Do I have mm -hmm. that right? Yes. Yep. So, Dirk, you are now the astronaut. Mm -hmm. Will, you're ground control, and I'm the stars. <sighs> I just want to go home. So come home. Do you remember... When we went snorkeling together, I'm picking the picture that is a giant floating mass of kelp with a seal chasing fish up toward it. <laughs> you remember when we were snorkeling and we saw a seal attack an entire um, shoal of fish? And come out successful? I don't remember that it was attacking fish. 
I remember the seal. I remember the snorkeling. I remember getting water in my mask. <laughs> Other than the person from ground control, who was with you? Gosh. An old friend I hadn't seen in a long time. We were traveling together, all three of us just hanging out. I wanted to invite my brother, but uh, we never did because of the vertigo. Did you take pictures? I took so many pictures. I sort of clogged up my camera, actually, and I had to delete a couple towards the end of the trip because there were some that were just the same thing three different times. <laughs> what did you eat before, after you went snorkeling? After we went snorkeling, everything smelled like salt, so I wanted something sweet. We got ice cream. And I remember that it had pistachios in it. Or maybe that was yours. I know I had ice cream with pistachios. What's the fit your favorite thing you saw when we went snorkeling? My favorite thing I saw when we went snorkeling... Was the way you and my friend laughed together. I was worried you two wouldn't get along, but you did, and you liked each other. You got on like a house on fire. I was so happy. Did you know that I still text that person? I don't still text them, so no, I didn't. What was the last thing we saw before we went out, before we got out of the water? The last thing we saw was a jellyfish eating a bright orange fish. I remember that. My friend was scared they'd get stung. Do you remember what you were wearing that day beside the wetsuit? No, I only remember the wetsuit. I think I kept it on far too long. That might have been why everything smelled like salt to me. It was a good day. It was. And I think that's seen. I agree.
so come home. And I think, uh, to set, like, more of a scene for a moment, uh, because I had an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go for it. It's like... Obviously, the astronaut's getting two different voices, and who knows where the voice from space is coming from. <laughs> but there's just... At the thought, at the mention of the, the jellyfish, there is an image that comes to mind, uh, of a, I actually don't remember what this one was called on the NASA website, but it's the, the image that we have on our dock that looks like clouds outlined in electric blue at the head. Uh-huh. And there was just that thought, like, that kind of looks like a jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And realizing that there's so much in space that could be anything. Like, who knows? Maybe it could have been a giant cosmic jellyfish. What did you think it was? Oh... I thought it was a ship coming through clouds, weirdly. Mm -hmm. Did you react to that idea, or was it kind of like looking at clouds? It was a little bit like looking at clouds, and a little bit distraction- Because if I'd been thinking about it, I would have remembered, I'm in space. There aren't really clouds that act like that around the ships. You take pictures. Did you take pictures of this? No, I was busy. And it didn't occur to me until I was too far away that it was really pretty, and it was something that I'd want to remember. And the Tab sees this, like, more clearly in their mind than they probably would have remembered normally. The the idea of a ship coming through, like, a cloud that could be a nebula, just in, in the distance, out the viewport... And have you seen anything else that looked not like this, but things that you couldn't quite get photos of, but that when you thought about them later? Oh, yeah. Lots of things. Sometimes I try to draw them. And see if I can replicate it from my memory. But I'm not very good at art, and I don't have a lot of time to do it. So nothing ever comes out looking quite the way I want it to. Have you ever gone through space clouds like this before? Yes. Only once. But it was an experience? Yeah. I wasn't uh 
I wasn't doing the deliveries on my own then. I didn't have my own ship yet, so I had more time to look out and see and appreciate everything. Was it scary at all? It probably should have been, because I could see something passing between... I don't know, the ions, the particles outside, but I wasn't experienced enough at the time to realize that I should have been afraid. Would you want to see things like that again? Yes, sir. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I think that's all I've got for that one. No problem. Unless if you've got anything to add to this or ask. Nope. That's all I got. Cute. Alright, and we rotate again. I am now the astronaut. I am now the stars. I am now ground control. I just want to go home. So come home. Did you know that I finished the rock garden in my backyard. You did? I did. You helped me pick out a lot of the stones for the one special area right under the patio. What does it look like now? Oh, it looks incredibly serene. And, uh, well, did you leave before I put the bridge in or after? I think you had started on it. And it was like you were putting in the foundation for both sides of it, but you hadn't actually built the bridge itself yet. It was just getting the... The posts seated in the ground. That's right. Oh, uh, sorry. I, the image I'm drawing off of is the one with the rocks in it. I, I figured it was the one with the rocks. It's just a picture of a bunch of like, uh, like pebbles and stones that could be on a beach or like uh, the side of a river. They're all very smooth. They look like they would just be sensory heaven to touch. Yeah, stick your hand in it. I know, right? <laughs> uh, do you remember when I first got that bag of rocks? How much time we just spent with our hands in the rocks? Yeah, and then we accidentally broke the bag. We did do that, didn't we? Yep, and it went everywhere. <laughs> Maybe we should have had it on a table and not it, uh, the floor. It was a very big bag. And also maybe outdoors instead of indoors. In my defense, neither of us thought of it at the time. No, we did not. We saw pretty shiny, smooth rocks and stuck our hands in it. <laughs> Uh, 
And there were so now, many in that bag that were just perfect skipping stones. Mm-hmm. Do you remember skipping rocks across the uh, little koi pond? I do. I also remember scaring the koi because of it. <laughs> They're the size of my head now. Oh, damn. <laughs> Those are big koi. <laughs> Don't you want to see them? I'd like to at some point. It's been a while. What else have you put in the garden? Cat trees. <laughs> are you saying cat trees? I am saying cat. What what are, what are those? Uh, like you you know the things that cats climb, and they have like the different textures. Cat trees, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do they have carpet on them? Uh, no. I found some that are meant to go outdoors, and they've got turf on them instead. Oh. So you just decided I'm going to adopt the local feral cat colony is what you did. In my defense, I already had one. <laughs> I hope they it, don't eat too many of the koi. I think the koi could eat them. You underestimate a cat's tenacity. Have you ever underestimated a cat's tenacity? No, because I don't own a cat. I'm in space too much. Yeah, but I've usually had a cat. Yeah. I guess I have because they have swatted at me before. I've still got it, that scar on the back of my hand from when, I think the one that you have now, when it was a kitten. And it got me really good. Wasn't that the one that bled a lot? Yes. Oh. Uh, it's fine. It happens. So cats are. Yeah. I think that's all I've got. Yeah, I don't have anything else either. So come home. I'm choosing the uh, predominantly orange picture mm -hmm. that's fifth on the first page. The one that looks vaguely like a bear biting a sun. Okay, I see it. I see it. I see it. It's it even is the birth of a new star. I don't see the bear. It's got two stars for eyes, and it's made out of the fog. Um, and it's got a, a, a little dark space for a nose. I'll outline it for you at some point. Okay. Um, do you remember 
when you saw a star being born? I do. That was a while ago. You got too close to be safe, but you made it out. People have said that stars being born can be explosive. But I never really took them seriously until that point. There was so much happening around the star. Was it beautiful? It was gorgeous. Did you get a picture? Not of that one, unfortunately. Too busy trying to get the ship away? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Too busy trying to get out of the gravitational pull, get away from all the space junk and gases and everything else. It was so bright. Did you have to wear your goggles? I did. They do do something. A little bit. <laughs> uh, mostly it just fried my sensors. I couldn't... I was flying mostly blind. Would you like to see it again? God, I would. I'd never get tired of seeing that happen. I have so many photos of other stars that that were born now. It's hard to spot, but when you when you figure out what to look for, it because it gets easier, and then you just see them. Not often, but enough. The universe is so big. There's always new stars. And so beautiful. I'm very lucky I got to travel in it all the time. Would you like to travel forever? Maybe. But everybody has to die at some point. So come home. I think that's scene. I don't know about you. <laughs> I think that's scene. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be... Make a very jokey, like, <clears throat> after, like, everybody has to die at some point. Like, <clears throat> dying right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, and then I notate privately which one I'm more drawn to. And we rotate again, and we're back at the top of the order.
If you like this podcast and want to help keep it going, please consider donating to our coffee, linked in the description below. You can also follow our Twitter and Tumblr at Hope's Hearth Pod and join our Discord. This podcast is part of Hearthside Enclave, and some other shows you might like are Abbey Archives, a Redwall Reread podcast, and Post Apocalyptic News Radio, a Fallout inspired audio drama.